in transit. But right now, I'm joined by Bill Manahar. Good morning, Bill. Hi, Jamie. How are we today, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Ah, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, Bill, you're here as part of the Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival, um, Order of New Zealand Merit. I mean, this is a big list. Am I going to be able to get through it all? All that stuff, no, forget about that uh, stuff. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just say born in Invercargill. Born in Invercargill. There we yeah, go. Just, just born in Invercargill. Yeah. Uh, a good southern man. Um, and... In a way, it's kind of welcome home as well because you lived in Dunedin for a long time, educated here uh, yep, by Otago yep. Boys High School yep. and uh, University of Otago. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, welcome back to Aotearoa. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I guess a lot of it. Uh, well, I, a lot of Dunedin hasn't changed if you look around the city, but I, I guess in terms of um, the way we celebrate uh, our creatives here has changed a lot. We've got this festival. We've got a Young Writers and Readers Festival as well. We're now UNESCO City of Literature. You have been at a UNESCO... Um, Jeez, where was that one? You were at the University of East Anglia, I believe? Oh, yeah, because the City of Literature thing is a worldwide thing. And, yeah. and one of the very first ones is uh, Norwich in England. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're connected with the big creative writing program there, which produced all sorts of famous people, starting with Ian McEwan, the novelist. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they have, a, they have a special position at the university called the... Uh, UNESCO Professor of Creative Writing or something. So after I retired from Victoria, I went over there and did a terms teaching. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Yeah, students weren't any better than the New Zealanders. (laughs) They're all students all around the world. It's too easy to get to university these days. Oh, it's Uh, hard to get into a good creative writing course. (laughs) Probably, probably. I wouldn't know. I'm I'm (laughs) shocking. No, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. I did. I've written a few few, uh, film scripts. Oh, good stuff. I I, I did win one award once. Uh, um, But um, it's the spelling that gets me. But you don't have to spell to be a good writer. No, no, Keats couldn't spell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, coming back to Dunedin uh, and seeing the way we now celebrate our creative talent, uh, especially with writing with these festivals and the fact that that we are a UNESCO uh, city of of literature, um, you know, are you proud to have been, um, you know, part of that? And are you proud the way that the city is finally recognising its talent? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I think the big thing that has changed is, I mean, there was lots of literary activity or cultural activity when I was a student here back in the 60s, mm-hmm. but it was all on campus, and yeah. Otago was connected with the other campuses, and there was a big annual arts festival run by the you know, the student community nationwide, yeah. but the city fathers didn't give a stuff about uh, poetry or theatre or mm-hmm. any, any of that sort of stuff, you know, so suddenly you feel that it's, it's in the whole city rather than just sitting on the campus with a bunch of deranged, privileged undergraduates <laughs> who are probably drinking too much anyway. Yeah. Well, it's right. I mean, the council uh, and and, um, and the people around, around the city worked really hard to become a UNESCO city of literature. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not an easy thing. You know, there's only, what, how many around the around the world? Twelve, Do- maybe? A dozen, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's quite a big thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's only one country in the world that has more than one city of literature, and I think that's the UK. I think Nottingham might have become one recently mm-hmm. but otherwise they're Poland and you know Prague yeah yeah, yeah. and know. Dunedin and Dunedin <laughs> yeah 
Who would have thought? Yeah. Who, but I, think, I think Edinburgh is a city of literature, isn't it? So yeah. it's a good, good Scots connection. It, there. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, you were saying you were born in Invercargill, then yeah. came to Dunedin as a young man. Um, your father was a publican. Yep. And I guess, you know, and you meet all manner of characters uh, within uh, the walls of a pub. You do. Don't you? And, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and I guess within these characters, because a lot of people write about the characters that they meet uh, along the way and don't necessarily um, write exactly on them, but use their mannerisms and, and, and whatnot. And have you used uh, you know the people that you've met uh, along the way and in in that life um, is in your work? Probably not a hell of a lot. I no. think I've, I've, you know, there are two kinds of writers. There's the writer that... Uh, practices the write what you know uh, sort of instruction yeah and then there are writers who practice write what you don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the write what you don't know people you know so I mean if, if, if I were a serious realist novelist as yeah. opposed to whatever else I am yeah. that, that childhood in pubs would be absolutely fantastic yeah, yeah I mean I knew people at the Crown Hotel where we were for some years uh, th- th- there was an old guy there who uh, who uh, was as a kid was in the prohibition processions around town. Wow. So this is early twentieth century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he c- he could sing a little hymn which had the the famous words: "Strike out the top line, strike out the top line, saving our souls for Jesus." <laughs> you know, and that obviously a referendum on on you know making the nation liquor free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with you kind of bumped into real history somehow in those places. Yeah, yeah I guess you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of lost a bit now because um, almost like uh, bars and um, where, you go is, where you go is almost segregated on age. Yeah. You know, you, you, now I would go to a bar. Although, no, well, for myself, it's a little bit different because I, I tend to um, go to a place in town called Our Bar, which is populated by, by many different people of different right. age and, and, yeah. and different backgrounds. But, you know, for the most part, young people now, students will go to their student bars. Right, yeah. And, and they won't meet um, these people of old generations and hear those wonderful stories and, and yeah, learn well, about what it was. Dunedin was always pretty lucky, I think, because it, it had lots and lots of small local pubs. He, you know, South Dunedin's yeah. lined. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, we were in the St Kilda for a few years as well. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And all of those pubs, be- you know, we were over the road from a church. Yeah. And there were the two communities, basically. <laughs> and, and each of those uh, entities, I suppose, the church and the pub, belonged to the community. Yeah. And, and the minister and the publican, they were just passing through. The, yeah. The pub was owned by the people who drank there, <laughs> you know, and the church by the people who worshipped. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's very, maybe it's still the same out on the flat, I don't know. It yeah, is a bit. Uh, a little bit. I just, um, I mean, most of them are still there. Most of them are still yeah. standing. Of course, the um, mm. uh, the beach hotel's gone. Mm. There's a couple yeah. more, but I think most yeah. of the locals are still there. Cock and Bull and uh, the Fitzroy. And yeah, and some of them are solid old buildings. Yeah, you know, oh, they're, yeah. They're physically, they're big chunks of history. <laughs> they probably stink of history, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, why poetry? Um, how, how, how did it begin for you? Was it, um, you know, just reading somebody else's work one day, just bumping into something, or were you always just, um, you know, a writer? Did it just become come naturally to you? I think I always thought writing was a, a thing to do, you know. I mean, my big experience as a kid was my mother reading Grimm's fairy tales to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, yeah. you know, <laughs> children lost in the forest sort of stuff. Uh, Hansel and Gretel, you know, <laughs> and so on. So somehow that all got into me, and and 
I mean, everything I read when I was a kid was the sort of the usual trash. It wasn't library books. It was Enid Blyton or yep. Biggles or Tarzan novels or whatever. And in fact, when I was a kid at primary school in Clinton, where we were in a pub called the Oak Tree Inn, uh, I was allowed, instead of having to write an essay every week, I was allowed to write the next chapter of my Tarzan novel and so on. Oh, yeah. So I was going to be a great novelist at that point. And then at some point I bumped into poetry and... Uh, I think the thing about poetry is that it brings music into the language frame mm -hmm. in ways that perhaps extended narrative novels, you know, don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that was my way of being a musician as well as, <laughs> you know, using words. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, 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 do you do you hear music when you write? Do you, you know, in, in your head? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a sequence of notes. It's more a kind of cadence thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Maybe I would have been a drummer if I if I, <laughs> if I tried to be a musician. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so that you know, I, I, I would always go for a terrific musical effect in a poem rather than for an accurate meaning. Yeah. Sh shameful thing to admit, probably, but. And you match your work with music too, right? And so with some of your work, you've done something recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I've done quite a bit of work with a guy called Norman Meehan who, and a terrific singer called Hannah Griffin. So I've written stuff for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've also been doing a bit of stuff with uh, SJD lately. Oh, yes, He's, really? Yeah, he wrote off to a bunch of uh, New Zealand poets. Yeah. Oh, towards the end of last year and said, getting sick of my own words, you know, you know, have you got any sort of second-rate stuff at the bottom of the drawer that you'd like to send me to, you know, set to music? And, you know, I've, I've heard a couple of the things of mine he's done, and they're oh, that's really, good, really good, really um, good. So maybe maybe an album will appear at some point. Maybe. We're big fans, especially his last one. Helensville is a fantastic song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Great song. Um, yeah. He's one of our yeah, fan greatest songwriters. Yeah, so. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sad to see he's, he's sick of his own words. I'm not oh, sick of his words. I'm probably putting words in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he just sort of wanted to. Yeah. You know how if you're doing anything creative, you you get into a bit of a habit of doing the same thing, and you mm. just want to be pushed sideways from yourself a wee bit. I don't know, Bill. I am going to tell you. I think that's what he was after, body. you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, where does inspiration for you, for poetry, come from? Do you need to be inspired? And uh, has it ever evolved throughout your career? No, I mean, my... <laughs> You know, Stravinsky somewhere says uh, inspiration is what happens when I'm working hard. <laughs> and I think, I think there's truth in that. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've got this romantic idea of, you know, Wordsworth or Byron or Coleridge marching across, I don't know, a lonely moor somewhere and a bolt of lightning striking them <laughs> and they rush home and write it down. And, you know, the whole Coleridge Kubla Khan story is mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. about that. But in fact, most people create when they, when they work hard at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to write two pages of complete rubbish because on the third page something will start to happen that interests me and I follow the words and the words take me to meanings and the meanings take me to feelings I hadn't tapped before and mm -hmm. I just sort of go on from there really. How, how do you feel about your success? Um, because, you know, at the beginning of the show I tried to say a few things and you yeah. said, let's just move on to Chicago. Uh, but, you know, you've won uh, six New Zealand um, Book Award Poetry Prizes and that's that's huge. And, um, you know, uh, Emirates Professor, um, you know, and, and much loved and respected. And, you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? Are you at ease with that? Are you, are you, is it easily taken for you? Or? 
Well, it's it's such a small part of New Zealand's whatever New Zealand is. It's it's a very small thing. So you know, it's the kind of you know, I don't, I don't walk down the street and you know get recognised. <laughs> yeah, People yeah. come up, uh, you know. So that's that's all good. So I'm, so I'm pleased that my peers think I've done pretty well at what I do. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. But I can imagine if someone hung some of your, you know, uh, you know, plastered some of your wa- work along the street and people walked along, they might recognise your work. They might recognise some of the words. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, about your peers because uh, one of because uh, you're um, involved in three different parts of the um, Dunedin Writers and um, Readers Festival. One of them is a circle of laureates, uh, which is on tomorrow. Uh, nine of the ten poet laureates getting together to read their work. Um, that's exciting. I mean, does I that ha- happen very often? No, we've done it once in Wellington at the yeah. Arts Festival there and the National Library. Mm-hmm. Scraped together it's every... It's a bit of a coup for us then. Yeah, yeah it totally is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's good that there are local poets like Silla McQueen and Brian Turner and Vincent O'Sullivan yeah. who don't need plane fares and accommodation. <laughs> yeah, 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 that does you know, help. So, so, you know, because it costs quite a lot to get nine people together and it's not just the nine laureates, it's... Uh, Hone Tufari's son, Rob Tufari, is coming down, and he's going to he's going to read Hone's poems. Oh, that's so, fantastic! Yeah, oh, might even sing some of them. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll be a great show. Yeah, do you all know each other well? Yeah, you do. Again, because it's a small territory, and yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, some of them are. I would think of every one of them as 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 a reasonable acquaintance. Yeah. And I would think of about half of them as very good friends. You know. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, you know, so. All the talk of, you know, people. You know, you, you sort of name someone like C.K. Stead, and everyone thinks he's got his fists up having fights with people. <laughs> yeah, mostly not, you know. Mostly not. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's the same with our musicians. It's, you know, we all kind of know each other. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and everyone has ideas about people, but you know what it's really like. Yeah. Um, but also, there's the gala showcase, which is tonight, Metamorphosis, um, where uh, those involved uh, will be talking about a book or author uh, who changed them. Um, was it an easy task to pick one? Yeah, really hard, really hard, because you don't know at which point of the big change happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, well, it can be many changes along the way, right? Yeah. I mean, where's the biggest... Yeah, the I biggest mean, if I were just thinking of myself being changed in terms of writing poetry, then probably when I was a student at Otago, I was in UBS and I found this book by Robert Creeley, American poet, who died, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, uh, and just transformed my sense of how poetry worked. You know, yeah. very short lines, very hesitant sort of tentative looking lines on the page lots of white space for the reader's imagination to grow into Mm -hmm, and i mm -hmm. thought wow this is it and i just read his stuff obsessively you know all i did all day was read robert creeley's poems wow and uh just you know and then i copied him desperately (laughs) for two or three years (laughs) and then then i grew out of it you know or or I, i internalized it and you know it was part of what i was but i was more than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I could have chosen that, but I, I didn't. I, I, cho- I, ch- I better not say. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, But I chose a book I read when I was a kid, actually. Oh, nice, but, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they finally, there's the Sandlow show. I oh, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Which, sort of. What's in store there? Are you talking? Uh, I guess you'll be uh, reciting some work. Uh, are you talking about your life? 
Yeah, a bit of that, talking about the poetry, probably pretty much what we're doing now, yeah. except on a, on a platform, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, all nice. that sort of stuff. But some poems thrown in along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then talking about your life growing up in pubs. Yeah, I do a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it seems um, extremely interesting. Um, just, just finally, um, your latest collection... Uh, it's called Something's a Place in a Coffin. Yeah. That's pretty dark, Bill. That's a terrible title. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it, you notice the title. <laughs> you do. I, li- I like the thought of people going into a bookshop and saying, uh, could I have some things to place in a coffin, please? <laughs> uh, <coughs> but actually, the, the title poem of that is uh, When Ralph Hortery Died. Uh, well, you were a close friend, isn't yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, people who had the kind of privilege of being his pallbearers uh, said, geez, this coffin is heavy, <laughs> heavy you know and ralph was a frail small physical person yeah. you know when he died but then it turned out that uh, people had tossed a number eight golf club i think in his uh, oh, yeah. coffin and a couple of bottles of pinot noir and yeah, various yeah. things that they thought he should take with them to you know some other place so, yeah 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 so i just wrote a poem naming a lot of the things I knew about him. Uh, and, oh, nice. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So not not stuff that's really in his coffin, but just stuff from his life that I would put in his coffin if someone invited me to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There was such an outpouring of love from the whole of the country yeah, yeah. when he passed. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. He was such a um, you know just a really loved loved man, and not just down the, you know this part. He's just yeah. you know well, well he's one really of our superstars, North, isn't he? You know, yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. So he's kind of yeah. But I mean, coming to Dunedin was was the big thing for him because so many demands would have been made on his time mm. if he'd been living in Auckland. That's know, right. By, by everyone wanted a piece of Ralph at one stage when he, be, when he, you know, he really was famous. And, yeah, it's huge. You know, and but so coming down to Dunedin, where people, I don't know, had had the thoughtfulness to leave him alone, to get on with his work, mm-hmm. was was probably one of the best things he ever did. Nice. Know? Even then, he almost had to. Uh, well, he left Dunedin too, didn't he? Go a bit further south. Yeah. Well, Horny Tufari did pretty much the same, and he ended up in. Uh, uh, the Catlins, didn't he? Mm-hmm, the Kaka mm-hmm. Point. Yeah. yeah. No, Ralph, Ralph sort of fetched up in Carey's Bay. Oh, uh, that's right. So it was yeah. that way, not yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I should yeah. mean south, uh, north. Yeah. But because yeah. even that is like, I mean, I know it's just there, but it's uh, yeah. isolated and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, they were both brought to Dunedin by you know the Burns Fellowship uh, and the Hodgkins Fellowship. You know, so the university here was well ahead of the game in that respect. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. and the uh, the art school. Everybody yeah. that's gone through yeah, there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing the talent yeah. that's come here, and uh, we're, we're so lucky. Um, you know, uh, I wish the university of what it is now could yeah. look at that. Yeah, yeah. And then look at what they're doing right now with humanities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, say yeah. this is a this is a mistake. Yeah. We we are going to miss out on so much in the future. Yeah. Look at you know just just learn that great lesson from the past, which is to. Um, you know, bring bring that wonderful talent to the city because it just it gives so much back. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. T- totally does. All right, well we come to the end of the show. Um, I, I didn't talk to you beforehand, um, but would you like to recite? A, would you recite a piece? I could do for that. us. Uh, and, uh, shall I pull one out of a book? And shall I, shall I read you one of the lyrics that I wrote for SJD? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll just give an outro. And don't forget, go to www. 
dot Dunedin Writers Festival for more details and all the goings on during the next few days and uh, go see all the things that Bill's involved in. They all look uh, fantastic. The gala tonight, um, the Sukhov Laureates tomorrow. What a what a treasure that is! And also um, we've got Bill Stanlone show on Sunday. Um, go ahead, Bill. Okay, so this is this is called Rescue. It's not a poem. It's a song lyric. Uh, and one day, if we're lucky. We'll hear Sean Donnelly singing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rescue. I was talking to the man who suffers, and I was talking to the man who sings. Boys still jumping off the railway bridge like small boys in a dream. And there's always time for something special, and there's always time for time like now, and there's always time for making up our differences. We get along so well. I was talking to the man who dredged the river, and I was talking to the driver of the train. He tried to take his engine sideways, like an engine driver in a dream. And there's always time for going to the party. And there's always someone going, wow. And there's always time for going crazy. We get along so well. I was walking past the big white hospital. It isn't really white, it's cream. The lines of cars keep getting longer, each one of them delivering. And there's always time to say you're sorry. Always one last chance to break the spell. And there's always a loving friend who pulls you sideways. We get along so well.